This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. On today's show, the guys talk with Andrea Keith. She is the VP of Client Success for Edgemaker. We've also got the East Initiative update and uh, more here on EdgeTech Guys. EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site is programmed for those with participants and not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to this episode of EduTech Guys Radio. I'm David Henderson. Hey, and I'm Jeff Madlock. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in. We've got a really, really great show for you. We've got Andrea Keith with uh, EdgeMaker. Hey, and we've got the East Initiative Update coming up. And those guys are really taking it to the next level for us, and we're looking forward to hearing what they have to share with us. So as I say, Matt Dozier and his crew have grabbed that bull by the horns. And made some steak out of it. <laughs> and speaking of nice, juicy steak, don't forget to visit us on the web at www.edutechguys.com. That's edutech, E-D-U-T-E-C-H-G-U-Y-S dot com. Heck, just go to Google, type in edutechguys or at sign edutechguys, and you're going to find us. Twitter.com slash edutechguys, you name it. You're going to find us out there in the big, wide world of the web. Our pretty little shiny faces looking back at you. There you go. <laughs> so coming up here pretty soon, we're pretty excited. Uh, next week, we're going to be heading out to ISTE. And yeah. before ISTE, we're on the 23rd, the 22nd, 23rd, uh, Saturday the 23rd, we're going to be visiting with the Badge Summit folks at Badge Summit 2018. Um, they've treated us exceptionally well. They, heck, they've treated us so exceptionally well, they did some really cool stuff for us. Yeah, they really did. They uh, provided us with a couple of uh, free registration codes. So uh, we recently held a giveaway, and uh, there were two codes that we could give away. So we uh, held a uh, drawing uh, contest, whatever you want to call it, and uh, we ended up with uh, so far one winner, and that is Elena, and uh, she's been contacted, so don't pretend to be her, um, but uh, we want to thank her so very much uh, for uh, her entry, and then we're going to uh, open, reopen, up. aren't we? Because we, our other our other winner couldn't uh, couldn't couldn't attend. Yeah, so what we so uh, we've opened up the contest again. So be sure to uh, go to giveaways edutechguys.com and uh, you can enter for your chance to win and we will run that one um, out for a few days uh, it'll be all the information will be on that page and uh, anyhow we'll run that one and then we'll have another drawing and 
uh, hopefully we'll be able to have uh, a winner that is able to take advantage of free general admission to the Badge Summit. That's $139 value. But in the meantime, congratulations to Elena for winning the first giveaway. Awesome stuff. Awesome. Hopefully we get to see her while we're at ISTE. Yeah. Hey, and if it turns out that uh, if you if you end up not winning and or if you just want to uh, get registered and make sure that you've got your spot secured, then you can go over to uh, bit.ly, that's bit.ly slash badge summit, hit the uh, tickets link and you can uh, use promo code TBT for Throwback Thursday and that will give you a discount off of the regular $139 price. That's pretty awesome. Very cool. We want to thank Noah Geisel so much for his support of Edutech Guys and helping get us that the discount codes and the the uh, giveaway codes for you guys to be able for your chance to win. Makes it super special. Very special. Very cool. Feeling special. Hey, listen, we're going to be right back after a couple of uh, little announcements from the guys, and we'll be here talking with Andrea Keith. Be right back. You're listening to the Edutech Guys, radio.edutechguys.com. Hey, welcome back to the Edge of Tech, guys. We have our next guest on, and we're really glad to talk with her again. And yeah. uh, it's going to be a, a great conversation. And I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell us who she is and where she's from and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. All righty. I'm Andrea Keith. I'm the Vice President of Customer Success with Edgemakers. Uh, I currently live in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, go Knights. Yeah, I'm um, saying, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Edgemakers is this really amazing uh, young company that was founded by John K.O., who has uh, really been dubbed Mr. Creativity uh, and is, is quite an innovative guy. And it's a um, whole curriculum designed to teach innovation to students. That's cool. Yeah. Well, and it's a, to me, that's a very, um, that's a very interesting concept to mm-hmm. t- teach innovation. I mean, we talk yeah. innovation all the time, and, and especially we adults talk innovation all the time and innovate this and innovate that and, and, and how we want students to be innovative, but mm-hmm. to teach innovation. So what are the that steps? Is what, what are the steps to that? I mean, do you guys break it down like this is these five things, these three things, these two things? Yes, yes and no. So first, so first I do have to say that I agree. When I actually first came to Edgemakers and, and, and first heard a little bit about this from the uh, from the, C- the CEO who I've known for years, he says, yeah, we're going to teach, we teach innovation and entrepreneurship. And I said, huh? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> really? Hmm. Um, and, and I admit, I was, I was originally skeptical. Uh, but when I started really looking at, at what John was talking about when he developed this and the idea that there are, that innovation is a process. And as a process, it can be learned. Um, and so we have, have really taken this, uh, the idea of innovation and spread it out over multiple themes within which you have uh, different capacities. And, and I think capacities is really more the term as opposed to skills. Okay. Uh, and I think there's a little bit of a difference there. I think currently what we've been doing for years and years in, in learning about innovation is none of us were taught it in school. Right. Um, and so all of the adults today who are innovative and creative and entrepreneurial have 
come by a lot of that from a certain blend of some natural capacity and then a almost an offshoot or a, a happenstance from the course of their, their career as, as students and kind of things that have meshed in their own minds. I mean, it's like a byproduct mm -hmm. of education that some people got and some people didn't. Right, right. And so now we're talking about these 21st century skills and how different we need to be with our, with our kids, that they've got to have this whole new way of thinking in order to survive in this crazy world that's, that's evolving so quickly. And so how do you intentionally develop these capacities and let everybody have some experiences and learn how to be creative? And, and so we, we, we break this down into multiple themes. Mm -hmm. uh, our themes are creativity and innovation. This is, this is planting. You've got to plant, grow, and harvest. So we're planting the seeds. So you have to learn how do you ideate things like brainstorming and all the different ways that you can come up with ideas. Okay. And innovation being creativity with a purpose. Ah, mm. uh, yes. So okay. we talk a lot about how anybody can be innovative. You can be creative mm. without being innovative because you can create things that have no purpose. Yeah. Uh, but if you create things that have purpose, now you're innovating. And then we move into storytelling and change making, because mm. once you've got the ideas, you've got to get it out there. You've got to share it. You may be creating a movement as opposed to a product and those things. So storytelling is something I think we're hearing a lot more in education yes. too. That's part of the process. Then there's design. Design thinking is huge in education. It's mm -hmm. a big buzzword right now. Mm -hmm. And it's important, but it's not in of itself enough by itself. Mm -hmm. So I think having the other parts of the process, then we move into entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, startups, and those types of things, uh, because that's how you take whatever it is you've created and, and bring it out to the world. And then woven through that whole thing is the idea of character and collaboration, which are hugely important. And again, character strengths, uh, as opposed to necessarily skills, all of those things can be developed through a lot of experiences and activities. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Well, I, I love all of those capacities because they they just hit the mark. I mean, they actually hit the mark. What's interesting about this is it falls into that tangible feel to me, like you were yes. talking about, the innovative part of it, is making this a tangible thing for these students. Because mm -hmm. if, if I went through these courses now and I did the whole program, um, I, I could leave high school and go right to work on my own as an entrepreneur. You could. And even <laughs> if you don't want to, to be an entrepreneur yourself, the capacities for innovative thinking and innovation, we bring those, we all bring those to our own jobs sure. on a daily basis. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's crucial. And, and it's something that when I saw it in action, I was like, okay, yes, I totally get that. And how many schools and districts right now are saying, yes, we want our kids to be innovative. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. How do we do that? Well, so, and, and not just not just that side of it, not just the how do we do that side, but how many schools, and, and I, I'm 
I'm going to uh, assume here, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but how many schools have you worked with that they said they would like their students to be innovative, but A, they're not exactly sure what that means, and B, when they do have innovative students or innovative teachers, they actually shut them down because they are so weird, so different. This is, wait a minute, <laughs> this is not what we signed up for, right? You're bucking tradition, so now you get yeah. that pushback. Yeah. You know, it's funny because that reminds me of what a teacher, um, one of our one of our uh, edge teachers uh, who's done this for a little while now, uh, told me that one of the, the biggest change she had in teaching her edge makers course was in her own way of thinking. And her big epiphany was that as a teacher, teachers say no to their students a lot. Mm-hmm. And that she she felt that it was so freeing in this course to be able to say yes. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, wow, that's that's a big deal and, and something that we don't really think about as teachers. I've been a teacher myself, and it wasn't until she said that that I went, yeah, we're mm. really good at coming up with the parameters, and you got to do it this way, and it's all about compliance. The whole concept of the Edge Makers courses is to kind of blow that all up. No, yes. no boundaries, yeah. no limitations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no boundaries, no limitations, and it's all about the kids coming up with what they're going to come up with. Uh, it's, it's exciting. It's project-based. It's activity-driven, and uh, it's just different from anything else I've seen out there. You know, I see that model making every student a learner because, you know, you have those kids. The moment some kids know that there's a limitation, they shut mm-hmm. down. They shut down. They just go, well, you know, I'm not, that's, I want to do it this way. Nah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about it. But once you take that out of the way and the innovative part hits and they go, wait, I can be creative, but I'm going to take it to the next level because, mm-hmm. and, and you think about the workplace, you think about, uh, you think about interns at a, at a surgery interns. So let's think about doctors. You know, the way you keep a job as a surgeon is you're innovative and you, you save lives. So, I mean, I, yeah, I'm going way out there, but it's the same thing. I mean, you know, you've got to brand yourself wherever you're at. You've got to mm-hmm. have all of these parts working together. But like I said, the five capacities are, are wonderful. That's Yeah, and I, and I really think the other thing it does um, for kids is it brings a lot of equity into the classroom because now you're talking about any kid with any wild idea or the kids who are maybe a little different or even it doesn't even matter, uh, high income, low income, uh, English language learners. I mean, all of those, when you get everybody together and they're working on what we call wicked problems, mm-hmm. a wicked problem being something that's so complex, it's almost insolvable. Right. Things like air pollution and uh, world hunger or these big things, these big social justice type of issues that kids are interested in. You know, if we give them some of these some of these skills and we give them the experiences and the confidence um young people could change the world oh absolutely absolutely and uh, and and you know kind of circling back to some of the uh the, some of those other key concepts um i think it's wonderful that as a part of their learning to be innovative and and moving through, you know, those facets up to, you know, entrepreneurial and launch. I think it's very important that you include the character development in that. You know, I mean, we talk about character a lot and that's, it's, it's a big buzzword in school and, you know, character counts and all this stuff, you know, especially in the lower grades, you know, but the thing is that a lot of 
a lot of kids don't realize, a lot of students, well, heck, for that matter, a lot of adults don't realize <laughs> that what you what you are putting out there about yourself, no matter how minor or how major, that all tells your story about you. So as you are as you are, you know, thinking of these solutions and you're coming up with ways to solve certain problems and you're starting to put that those ideas out there and or maybe you've already come up with something innovative and you're starting to to quote unquote sell it, you know, get it out there and get the word out there, people are going to believe you and trust you if they believe and trust your character. And True. you know, it it takes very very little to trash one's character is is very evident especially in the media you know these okay. days you know um <laughs> so to me and, and and i'll shut up here so you can talk but um i just i, I think i'm i'm i don't know it excites me that that is part of that conversation part of that development and i think um we look at character uh slightly different than some of the the typical things that are in the schools right now um, when we think of character education, uh, I think we have a tendency to put kind of a moral or ethical spin on that. Mm -hmm. um, we want to teach kids to be good people, which, right. yes, that's important. It's also a big part of their parents' job. Um, and so in Edgemakers, we're really looking at some different uh, character strengths as being a, a range we're not putting an ethical or a moral spin on it. It's more like, okay, cur being curious is a character strength. Mm -hmm. And what does that look like? Sometimes being curious might be sitting back and listening. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it may be digging and asking really tough questions, sure. right? Um, and so things like uh, curious, innovative, focused, purposeful, strategic, and enterprising are our main character strengths. Okay, so they're yeah. a little different. I think they can go hand in hand with a with a traditional character education being offered in schools. Sure. But I think that these are also strengths that kids learning what it looks like and yeah. what it looks like in others and with a group, because we have a tendency to look at character as being internal in myself. But it's also how do you present yourself and how do you react and work with other people in those collaborative environments? Sure, absolutely. I, I think that's great. That is that is phenomenal. And like you said, it's not necessarily the way, the direction, again, when most people hear character, that's not necessarily the direction people think. I but mean, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's very understandable in my point. So uh, let's talk about the integrating of it, the translation of this to the student, to the teacher. Let's talk about the platform. Let's talk about, yeah. you know, how, how do you get this in the hands of a 21st century learner? Right. So we have multiple courses. Um, each of those five themes that I mentioned is its own 25 lesson course mm -hmm. that can be done between fifth to 12th grade. We've got some adaptations for the younger kids and the older kids. Um, and those are meant to be done either in a semester as a high school course or inter integrated into uh, freshman seminars or, or other types of courses. We've got some schools that are starting with the first one, creativity innovation at the younger grade, and then the next year they're doing the next course and the next year, so on and so forth. We also have what we call EM 101, which is innovative thinking, and that's an overview course. It's really designed more for the ninth through 12th grade at this point. Um, and the idea is that that is something that can be offered 
preferably probably to freshmen as kind of a, an introductory elective. The nice thing is um, the EM 101 is actually approved uh, in both California and Texas uh, for credit. In California, it's called an A to G, um, a to G approval, which is uh, G's or elective courses that mm -hmm. are recognized by the universities. Um, and in California, actually, all of our courses are approved. We just got uh, EM 101 approved in Texas, and we expect to see that increase. So that's a nice way to put it into a high school curriculum. Sure. But we also do see a lot of folks doing it in the younger grades as, a, as an ongoing course of study that students might start with and then build on each year. So, okay, so as, as this gets rolled out, is there a... Um... Is there a is there a platform they get into it's, for this? Is this is this a series of curriculum that the district gets? All yeah, of the it's above. A series, <laughs> so, so currently, yeah. What is it? Yeah, it's it's big. Um, so currently, it is a series of actual books. So like here's storytelling. Oh, cool. Okay. Get a teacher's guide. We have student field guides. It does seem old fashioned to me, but again, when teachers I first like that. Yeah. This is the 21st century, right? right. But <laughs> but uh, it it all has it's all a matter of each activity. There are ways to you know to bring technology into it. We also have this Edgemaker Studio, which right now only has the EM 101 course, and that's the teacher's information available. It's online, and it integrates with uh, Google Apps, so yeah. the teachers can use. Google with their kids. Mm -hmm. uh, we are looking to get all of our courses online in that way, but that's for the teachers. We're at this point, we're really not looking at putting um, like a full LMS or student course uh, online. And primarily it's because when you really start looking at these are project-based, they're activities, it's kids interacting, it's mm -hmm. kids creating things and creating videos. And I think that in a lot of ways it would be, pushing it into a realm just to say it's online. Right. And and what we really want is for kids to have experiences that are like what we all do in the work world. Mm -hmm. And while, yes, we collaborate on some spreadsheets, we do a lot more interactions, even even this even this today. Right, right. This is a video call, you know, and the, why is it a video call? We're using the technology because we're in two different geographical locations. Right. If I was there, I'd come talk to you like I did at FETC. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Well, and, and I think that's, a, and to me, I think that's a key component, and for me anyway, one of the key selling points, frankly, that the skills, uh, not skills, uh, what was the word you used? Um, capacities. 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 There yeah. we go. The capacities you're trying to increase in these students, you know, they, are, they are actually beyond technology. Right, it's it's you you don't you don't want to limit what what the what the students envision as they learn these capacities as well. I have to have technology for that because if I don't, you know, uh, we we only used video conferencing for that particular thing, or that was the primary mm -hmm. primary way. The the it was primarily the way we were communicating. So I I can't really do this collaboration without video conferencing. No, exactly. you can sit here at the table, you know. Right. right. Yes. Yes. Right. I mean, the whole the whole point of all of this is is the interactions between people and 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 how we can create something bigger beyond what's just me. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and we've noticed with the kids nowadays, 
<laughs> I have a daughter that's going to grad school and I have a daughter that's entering college. So, you know, I've got that, that zone mm-hmm. and it's all about social media, but they understand the branding aspect of it and they understand about actual experiences. And, and mm-hmm. we're, we're getting back to that, that they're, you know, when I take uh, an older person to a real startup and they go, why is there a climbing wall and beanbags and what's with the ping pong <laughs> tables? And, you know, they don't understand that a lot of work gets done in that mm-hmm. environment, that collaborative environment. And uh, this is this is helping those students. And this is what's interesting about this, the capacities that students in an area that's, say, a rural area, they mm-hmm. can learn about this where they're not going to learn about it in their community because it doesn't exist yet. And so yeah. this preps them for that next level in so many levels. I, I, I get it now. So, awesome. So, you know, it's funny. We also we also believe that teachers and administrators need to become edge makers as well. So, mm-hmm. our professional development um, starts with an intensive. It's actually called Edge Makers Intensive, but it's a it's a ten hour, a little bit online, and then a full busy day where we take the adults through the entire through each theme to solve a problem in their own school or district because most none of us were taught this and if you want to be able to guide students through these experiences you've got to have some of it yourself yeah well and i and i think that hopefully anyway by having those folks and frankly i think especially um in my experience anyway if you have everyone from the the topmost administrator you know, and I hate to use the word down, but that's, you know, when you're looking at an organization chart, chart, it flows down, you know, but, you know, all the way down to whoever it is, bus drivers and custodians and whoever is, quote unquote, at that that low level of the organization chart, by having all of those folks go through that, at least for me anyway, my hope would be that if, if anything, there is a potential change in culture of that environment if that environment has not necessarily been open. I, I just had a, uh, right. I just took part in a massive discussion uh, online with lots of different folks. And that was the, the conversation was about um, how you have certain innovative teachers who are considered, you know, kind of the cuckoos of the school district and how often they are just, you know, they're, they're completely deflated and they're berated and they're torn down because of the culture of that particular environment. And so they end up, you know, conforming to the way we've done things for the last 50 years. So I think it's great that you have that edge maker intensive. I, I think that is an awesome, awesome idea. And that's and that's exactly why because we want districts want to have want to have kids be innovative, but they've got to have a culture of innovation themselves yes. in order to foster and nurture that. Yeah. So what's the so how's it looking? So have you got some good timelines yet? I mean, I know this is all you know, it, it and it changes regularly. So are you seeing really great successes in the schools that you're that you're in? Are you are you guys having a really good? It's early days, but yes, we've got some very successful schools, uh, California primarily, um, where where they've offered the courses and gotten some really good feedback. Mm -hmm. We have got a whole bunch of new folks coming on board. In fact, uh, one of my primary responsibilities is making sure that we've got the our own capacity. Uh, to train more edge teachers Mm -hmm. uh, because they have to have the training before they can deliver the courses. And so uh, 
yeah, that's what I'm working on this week because we got a lot of good stuff coming down the pike. And uh, John Ko um, is out there talking to all kinds of people and, and not just in the U.S., but uh, actually all across the world. So we're really hoping to see it take off because I think I think we need it. We desperately need something to be able to get everybody uh, on the right train and to and to do more for those kids who don't happen to be in that cuckoo innovative teacher's yeah, class. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and, 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 I, and I, you know, I, I love that um, you are working to help schools, help students um, become innovative, learn what that means. Because as, as we said at the very beginning, you know, there have always been innovative people who have been doing, you know, these, these fringe crazy things, launching, you know, cars into space, you know, <laughs> right? Almost despite the education they had, right? You know, mm -hmm. I mean, really, that's what it boils down to is, is, Traditionally, that's those are the folks who are doing the crazy things that you know sometimes work, sometimes don't. But mm -hmm. but you know they didn't, for lack of a better description, they didn't let their education beat it out of them. They still had that. <laughs> they still had that spark in them that that flame uh -huh. that wouldn't die. And I think it's awesome that you are helping ignite those flames in the students and teachers and administrators and anyone else who's yeah. taking the part. community. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really lighting those yeah. flames. So hopefully that will build those entire districts full yeah. of folks who innovation isn't the weirdo. If you're not innovative, you're the weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that's <laughs> I'm still a weirdo. That's not uh, PC. I know, well, but you know, some of us like being classified as, as being weird. So. I like being weird. <laughs> so I have a question. So if uh, any of our listeners want to catch you guys this summer, want to hear John or hear you in person um, mm -hmm. and, and come by and visit and get a little one-on-one -on -one time, uh, where can they find you guys this summer? I know you're going to be out. Well, and I would say that the big one coming up is ISTE. Yep. Mm -hmm. Cool. We'll be there. Uh, we'll be there. We've got a we've got a booth at ISTE and uh, actually working on getting those things together. John's probably going to um, be there for some media meetings and things like that. They're potentially my keynote the next year. But if you if you don't know anything about John Ko, you should Google him. Cool. Is really an innovative guy. That's cool. Yeah. Well, it's good to know you guys. We'll be at ISTE, and uh, we'll definitely hunt you down and find Sounds you. Sounds good. Awesome. Um, if folks want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, the best way to get in touch with us is to con uh, connect via email. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and that's just uh, my personal is K at edgemakers.com. Um, but we also, you can just send uh, also to info at edgemakers.com, and we have a the website as well. Yeah, edgemakers.com. Awesome. Um, I tell you what, um, we've got to get back together before, you know, during the fall, especially after school starts, you know, again. And we'll Love see to. let's see what's going on with you guys and, and what successes that you're having. So sounds um, good. Once again, Andrea, thanks for being here with us. Thank you guys. Hey, I want to thank Andrea for coming on the show and talking to us about Edgemaker and all the cool stuff that they're doing over there. Yeah, man. Really cool stuff. Hey, you know what time it is? It's time not for a Google update, but for the old East Initiative update. So we're going to take a listen to the East Initiative update, and we'll be right back after this. Hi there. I'm Jerry Prince with the East Update. When looking at some of the projects East students undertake, it is simple to play armchair quarterback. 
taking note of what we would have done differently. These projects can appear to be simplistic, but at the core there are many moving parts, each with challenges on their own. Today we give an update on a story we talked about a few months ago about Little Rock's Don Roberts Elementary students. We last heard from the facilitator and parent about a project underway to build a prosthetic for a student that don't have thumbs. We recently visited with the students working on the project about their process of getting a working model. When we kind of narrowed it down to a few prototypes and found one that would go, which is, um, and so we um, met with a community partner from Hanger Clinic Prosthetics and he kind of helped us figure out like the angle the thumb needs to be in and what we need to do with the thumb. Working with their client, the process of scanning and even creating a mold did not give them a working base for the development of their prototype. So they went about designing one. And then they learned about just how opposable that thumb can be and the need for various angles or even sizes. And if you've ever 3D printed, you know that hard plastic is probably not that comfortable, so they adapted the prototype to use flexible filament. In a recent conversation with the students, they got most excited when we asked about the prototypes that just didn't work. These are the mess-ups for if they're too small, like this one, or they they're not, did this. Or yeah, they're they not like, like the right or shape or size. Yeah. And this prototype is like the first one with the flexible filament. Well, this one was way too thick. Yeah, this one the thumb was too small. We needed to, um, we needed to, it didn't even have a joint. And let's take a second to remind you that these are elementary students. I recall when I was in the fourth grade of creating more problems than actually solving. Great job, East students from Don Roberts Elementary. If you're interested in knowing more about the East Initiative, please visit us at eastinitiative.org or just search for East Initiative on social media. Trenton from Heber Springs High School is our music composer today with MOVE. With the East Update, I'm Jerry Prince. Thanks for listening. Thanks, uh, Jerry Prince from East Initiative Update for uh, providing us with the latest goings-on with the uh, East program. And one of the things that I really enjoy uh, about the East Initiative Update is that the music that they provide comes from a student from one of the districts uh, in the state, one of the East programs in the state. Yeah, yeah. that's. I think it's really cool because they bring the music right in and let the kids do it, and that's what's part of the whole thing. Yeah. Really cool stuff. Yeah, we want to thank the East Initiative Update. We want to thank Andrea Keith for coming on the show today. Um, been a great show. Yeah, absolutely. And for everybody listening out there, remember, we are going to be at ISTE in Chicago coming up. And uh, we'll be the, the two guys running around with the EduTech guys t-shirts on. And we'll be handing out uh, business cards and the whole bit, whatever else we got going on. And absolutely. as a special for that week, uh, we're also going to open up our store and you can actually buy the, the actual EduTech guys t-shirts if you want one. That's right. So that week, you just watch your social media, Twitter and everything, and you'll see the new link to our new store where you can get your own. Edutech Guy t-shirt. Absolutely. So enjoy those. and yeah. uh, Wear we, them with pride. That's right. We, we definitely appreciate your support. So. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time. 
You've been listening to Edutech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site and this program are those of the participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all. all. But, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.